What is up, loyal listeners? This is Grant, not Jonathan, in your ear as you're used to at the beginning because we have to tell you about our book. It's called How Can He Fold? with three question marks because we really mean it. Incredible Poker Hands, broken down decision by decision. It is available now. It is featured in Card Player Magazine because we are so good at writing books. Apparently, the (laughs) Card Player Magazine has decided to put excerpts in their magazine. It is 37 chapters. Each are a hand from a big-time tournament in a big-time spot where we have a conversational back and forth. There are tons of fun little bite-sized chapters where you learn, you grow, and you enjoy it because we have fun, witty banter. It's also a well-designed, beautiful book, I must say, as an art critic, that the interior design is magnificent. We start with the least complex hands that you can still learn something from, ramping all the way up to these super complex hands. You need like a super collider to figure out what's going on in these things, but you can really learn a lot in those ones. It's great for gifts for yourself, for your family, for everybody that you know. Put it in the stocking of every single person that you know. It's How Can He Fold? Click that link in the description of this podcast to our website, thepokerguys.net, where you can get the ebook and a link to Amazon for the paperback. We'll see you in the pages. And now, the beginning of the show. Today on The Breakdown, it's a live at the bike cash game whirlwind of a hand with two of the craziest of the crazies. It's Andy and Garrett going at it. It ain't a small pot, I'm going to say that. It's, it's a ridiculous pot, in fact. Hundreds of thousands of dollars are, in st- are at stake here and in play here. It's one of those spots where... One of these players just has a really good hand, but, you know, he's going to be put to the test. And sometimes a good hand isn't good enough. And how do you decide? We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. That's for Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. We're definitely going to talk about it. Um, I want to I want to say something about this because you you mentioned two of the craziest players, Andy and Garrett. Uh, there is a guy on Twitter who's recently been kind of trying to make the point to us that Garrett, in fact, has a low VPIP and therefore should not be considered the crazy player that that we want to consider him. This mm-hmm. is Matthew Hart on Twitter. Okay, he's been telling us this. Yeah, and I understand what Matthew is saying. He's trying to say like. If you look at Garrett's VPIP numbers, not Garrett, excuse me, Andy, I'm talking about Andy here. If you look at Andy's VPIP numbers over the course of Live with the Bike, they're one of the lower numbers at the table, according to this guy. Um, that said, I don't think it really takes away from how we've analyzed Andy as being one of the wackier players because just because he doesn't enter pots as frequently doesn't mean that he doesn't play the pots that he enters with reckless abandon, which he seems to do, right? He always seems yeah. to be like, putting in too many chips with certain hands in certain spots when he gets to those spots or putting tons of pressure on people with hands you wouldn't expect them to or in spots that you wouldn't expect them to. So I think it still holds, in my opinion, that Andy is one of the crazier, harder-to-figure-out players that have the bike. Do you I, agree? I completely agree. I think post-flop he goes for it with alarming frequency, you know, and goes for it in big, big ways, as does Garrett, for that matter. Um, and so I think it's reasonable to still call him that, even if he's got a reasonable pre-flop range. Right. So there we go. That's been addressed. Yeah. So crazy Andy and normal Garrett going to play this pot. Sure. And, and uh, Rich Bill Klein. You know, we also got Rich Bill Klein in there. That's true. I didn't mention him, but he is, he's a billionaire, so we have to mention him. That's the rule. It is the rule. Does he also have a garden much like J.K. Rowling? 
I don't know if he does. People have different types of gardens. We just know JK has certain proclivities. <laughs> That's for sure. Anyway, dark, dark proclivities. This is a 25, 50, 100 game. It's a three blind game, not a straddled game. So mm. three forced bets. And it's going to open with Bill Klein under the gun. He's got 180,000 in front of him. How many big blinds is that, Jonathan? Oh, God, it's so many. It hurts it's 1, my head. 1,800 big blinds. Yeah, it's too many. He's got ace. Too eight, many for anyone. Ace eight of clubs. He's going to make it 500, 5xing it under the gun. It's a three blind game. So 5xing it is not at all crazy. Right. Andy is in the big blind. So that just means 50. Because it's 25, 50, 100. Okay. And uh, because he's so tight, he calls with king nine of clubs <laughs> for 450 more. Nice. How does that feel, Mr. Hart? Yeah. You fool. No, you're probably not a fool. But the thing is, Andy does call. Do you think he should call? Um, I am surprised he calls, honestly. He's got 137K in front of him, by the way. I mean, that would be the reason to call, right? Because everyone's so crazy deep. Bill Klein's a billionaire, and he's not that good compared to the other players at the table. I mean, he is pretty good. Right. right? No, but I'm sure Andy is, like, yeah. probably cannot think him poker-wise. Um, I mean, this is the kind of... I mean, I'd much rather have the ace four of clubs here than the king nine of clubs and call by a lot because when you're really, really deep, you really want to have hands that can make the nuts, not right. hands that can make the second best hand and you have to pay off hugely, you know? Right. Um, I would probably just fold this hand. In fact, I would, especially with Garrett, who squeezes and stuff like that way too often, even, you know, even against under the gun opens and things like that. I would, I'd be going to be out of position to one or both of those guys by calling. I'm letting Garrett in a lot more. I'm inviting him in a lot more. I would just fold this hand. Yeah, I think I would as well. I would do it pretty comfortably even. Speak, but anyway, speaking of hands that I wouldn't fold, Garrett is in the big blind. He's got somehow 327,000 because he, <laughs> he always has way too many chips in these that cash is games. Just not right. You just shouldn't have that it's much over money. Th- 3,200 big blinds. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean. When I say money, I just mean the amount of blinds. I've never big had that many blinds in any game except for maybe our five cent, 10 cent game that we've had every once I don't in know a while. if you've had that many blinds in that game either. Maybe not. I don't think so. You maybe, haven't. Maybe not. Come I've, on. Had, I've had like a thousand big blinds. Sure. But yeah, probably not 3,200. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's a five cent, ten cent game. How can you have a thousand? How can you have three? How can you have three hundred twenty dollars? I mean, you can. It's We've really seen. hard to do. It's really hard to do in that game. But let's not talk about that game. Let's talk about this game. I mean, someday we'll do a breakdown on the five cent, ten cent game. Of There's course. a few hands that are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Garrett has way too much money. He has a hand that you would never fold. He's got jack ten of hearts. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. This is, seems like a pretty standard call, but you know, it's Garrett. And you were speaking before about how Garrett squeezes a lot. Here's an example. Yeah. Now, I did know he was going to squeeze, so that's maybe one of the reasons why I mentioned that. But this is a really strange hand to decide to squeeze in this position, meaning like we're out of position. Bill Klein opened under the gun, and he's rich as all hell. He ain't folding much of his under the gun range. Why would Garrett choose this hand to to do this with? seems really odd. I mean, I feel like a ton of hands we've done of Garrett are him in the blinds raising either heads up or as a squeeze with merged ranges like this, where he's just three betting like these suited connector type hands tons of times. It's really odd to me. Well, I think he's quite successful in the game, so I guess it's working out. I mean, it could be working out. I just, it seems like, it seems like he's putting himself in spots he doesn't have to put himself into though. So he he makes it $3,000. Yeah. And I know, okay, uh, what's his name? The guy who said that Andy wasn't psycho. Hart. Matt Hart. Yeah. Matthew Hart. I know Matthew Hart might say that I don't have enough of a context because I haven't watched all of Live at the Bike, but having seen Garrett do this a lot of times, as Bill Klein, I want to consider raising with my mm. 88 of clubs here. 
I don't love how it plays post-flop. I know I can make the nut flush, but it's not a well-connected hand like Ace-5 or Ace-10+. plus. Mm-hmm. You know, So I feel like against Garrett, who I know squeezes with hands that you wouldn't expect to squeeze a lot, I don't hate just making it 10K here. I don't hate that either. I think a call is also fine, though. We get yeah. to be in position no matter what. Like If Andy comes in or if he doesn't come in, you get to be in position. That's pretty cool, right? And uh, we're still really deep, like really deep. Like Bill Klein's got $180,000 in front of him. Like between him and Garrett, he's the effective stack. It's fine to put another 2,500. If, if we're Bill hand. Klein and we have an honest self-assessment of our poker game, though, wouldn't yeah. we rather shrink the SPR against a guy like Garrett? Um, interesting. I mean, the problem, of course, is the continuing range that Garrett actually has against us. Once we put in another race, starts to get weird. Although if we well, make he, it 10K, maybe not. I like, mean, he might just fold. So a, he's probably just going to fold a lot of his hands. As we can see, yeah. he has a mergy range. Maybe he even calls with hands like this. And that's not so bad. Well, I think part, when we're this deep, we probably have to make it more than than 3X, though. Like, so you think we should make it like 12K? Yeah. Okay, now, that may not that may not change the fold equity, but I think we should be doing that. I think we should be forexing even in position. And there, and then Garrett's going to have some calls there that we can get yeah. off on the flop where we win a bigger pot too. Yeah. And also, I just like the idea of punishing Garrett for doing the kinds of stuff that he does, especially when you're Bill Klein and you're kind of bulletproof. Like, yeah. So what if you lose thirty thousand dollars on this hand? You won't even notice. It's right. like it's like a nose hair to you. Yep. You know, thirty thousand dollar nose hair. Yeah. So whatever. Um, I, I, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I also really do think it's reasonable to call, though, with this hand when you're this deep. Like, for sure, in position. Okay, this is all Garrett-based, of course. Mm-hmm. If, if it was a normal situation and it wasn't Garrett, do you think this is just a pretty clear fold? I mean, we all have... I mean, Bill Klein's got, what, 1,800 blinds yeah. in front of him. I think you can't fold this hand yet. Okay. For, I, don't, I, just don't, I mean, I know it's 30 blinds are going to go in, but like we're so, so insanely deep. Yeah. I don't see how this could be a fold. All right. So I, I think it's raise or call are the only two options here. Do what, you, do you think, what do you think about like king 10 of clubs? Do you think that would be a fold? I think that's a call too, especially against a guy like Garrett. Um, you could get yourself in some trouble, but it's okay. We're richer than God. Let's, let's go. <laughs> you know, um, we're so, so insanely deep. It's just, and we get to play in position too. Like, I think we should be playing a lot. I think we should be calling a lot here and, you know, seeing flops and doing our best. I think that's got to be what you do, right? Like, what's the point of playing deep if you're going to fold King Ten of Clubs to a three bet okay, when you're yeah. in position and you've yeah. got a million blinds? Fair enough. Anyway, book line calls. I think I slightly prefer a four bet just because of the po- opponent we're against. Yeah, that's, that's fine too. I don't hate that by any means. And also, Ace Eight of Clubs is like, like among the crappiest aces we can have, you know? Yeah. So that's another reason to like just four bet it rather than call. Yeah. So, yeah. And we can get some weird hands to fold or play defensively and win on the flop more. Anyway, Andy now is like, well, I yeah. have King Nine of Clubs and it's another 2,500, but so, Bill Klein's in there and we have a ton of money. Like, yeah. I, I guess- mean, now, now I sort of get it, but. You see, this is the exact problem that we were talking about, right? Right. Now you've put in 30 blinds out of position to two players with king nine of clubs. And let's say clubs were to come and you make the second nuts. Guess what? You're screwed. Yep. And you're going to lose an insane amount of money sometimes. Like it's hard to get too far unless the board's paired. You're just going to be forced to put in a fair amount of money, right? Which is not great when you're super deep. It is not. It is not great at all. So we're going to head to the flop, but first we've got to tell you about our special new sponsor. Yes, indeed. It's our new sponsor. My bookie, my bookie wants you to know that they are the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. 
Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For example, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to gain, MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you just deposit 2K, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code POKER to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code POKER to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. That was nice. MyBookie.ag. Yeah. You turned on the uh, radio voice there a little I know. bit. You're like, I, with my bookie. Yeah. You good. play, you win, you get paid. I, I mean, I should be doing that kind of stuff. Let's be clear. Voice work, me. Why am I not in Disney cartoons? Pixar, let's go. Are you blaming other people for your <laughs> lack of ambition? Yes. Well, not ambition, just... Follow the, through, wherewithal, <laughs> actual ability. Sure. All those things. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing that. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fucking Disney. <laughs> yeah, those bastards. Why aren't you the voice of the Mandalorian? Exactly. You know, anybody could play them in. I could just be the voice like James right, Earl like Jones. James. That's the important thing. Yeah. No one knows the guy who was the... Who, do you know the name of the guy who actually played Darth Vader? Of course you don't. No. It's David Prowse. Because some of us care, Grant. All right. So let's imagine for a second... They, you're doing the voice of the Mandalorian. Do it in that same complaining way that you were just talking. And <laughs> be the, man, be the <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I can bring in warm. I can bring in cold. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. It sounds intimidating. Yeah. He said that in the first episode. Yeah. yeah. So. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I can do that. I can do it. I can do more like the way they do it on the show, though. I can bring in warm. I can bring in cold. See, like I'm good. That was like, you know what? Whatever the next Pixar movie is, sign me up. I'm in. Not, I'm just no auditions for me. I'm going right, right. to the top I, of the. Can I do class. my audition for the Mandalorian? Oh please! Here we go. Hey, right. hey, what's up? I'm the Mandalorian. Anybody want to get shot in the face? That's really good. I'm the Mandalorian. Hey, let's, do, let's just go a little further with this. So, in the first episode, the Mandalorian meets with that guy who like gives him the job. Yeah. Um, just give us your best version of the guy who gives him the job. I'll, you put me on the spot, but I have a pretty good Warner Herzog yeah, impersonation. I'm going to do him doing his documentary voice about, about <laughs> okay, people yeah. about people in Russia. But have him talk, but have him say things to the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, to the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah okay. like, you know. I understand that you are very skilled with the blaster. It does not mean I do not respect you, but I cannot pay you what you are worth. Nice. It wasn't as good as usual. But it was pretty good. No, yeah. you're actually even better, but that was pretty good. All right, let's you move put on. put me on the spot. It's hard to do Werner Herzog on the spot. I thought you were going to nail it, but let's move on. <laughs> but you, you know how it is with impressions. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm ready to go with Pixar, and you're over here blowing your Werner Herzog chance like left and right. Werner if, Herzog. <laughs> if Werner Herzog died, you could have been that role, and now you can't I be. can't. It's over now. He's on the verge of death. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, his, that guy's going to live forever. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so we've got a flop of... We said we were going to make this podcast shorter. Yeah, we're we lied. Flop, flop of King of Hearts, Nine of Spades, Five of Spades. Yes. All right, so we've got the Jack Ten of Hearts for Garrett as the three better. We've got Andy with top two, King Nine. Bill Klein with a whole fistful of nothing. Yeah. With the Ace Eight of Clubs. Andy checks. Sure. Garrett's going to go ahead and bet this. Seems reasonable. It's a board that favors his range, I guess, 
from a traditional perspective. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's got ace, king, and kings. Yeah, yeah. He bets 5K. Okay. Bill's going to fold. Yeah. He's got ace, eight. Andy, what should Andy do? He's got top two. I mean, we're Andy, our rep. Yeah. This board, which is definitely has lots of gut shots and spade draws and stuff like that, I think we absolutely should raise. Yeah. Even though we block top two, you know, we block kings and stuff like that a little bit. Like, he can, Garrett can still have aces. He can have ace king. He can have spades. I mean, I think we should absolutely raise right now. Yeah, especially as Andy, like you're saying. I think that makes tons of sense. Also, we are deep as all freaking hell. You can say fuck. I didn't want to. Okay. I said freaking hell. And like, Let's get a lot of money. And the whole point is like to play the steepest to win huge pots, right? Let's try and win a huge pot. Okay. Sounds fair. Yeah. I think that's a good, a good plan. Yeah. So Andy's going to raise to 14,300. Okay. This should mostly be the end of the hand, right? Yeah. I mean, Garrett does have a gut shot and a backdoor heart draw. Yeah. But he is jack high and it's not like a front door heart draw. It is not. If it was king nine five with two hearts, sure, never fold, but... It's king nine five with two spades. Yeah. And you got jack 10 of hearts. I mean, it is Andy. So maybe we should consider three betting if we're going to continue in the hand as Garrett. Because we can have king king and he can't. Yeah. And we can have nine nine probably. He has nines and fives a little bit. Um, we probably can have at least the top two sets. I don't know if Garrett can have pocket fives or not here. Maybe. 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 But um, Andy can definitely have pocket fives and maybe pocket nines. Um, and I guess Andy can have king nine. But I guess. I think as Garrett, we probably shouldn't raise because would we really raise top set that often on the flop? Probably not. There are two Andy. spades. There are. There's plenty of combo draws out there to yeah, be had. So that's maybe. true. But we might wait a card, and especially being in position and, and raise the turn. Maybe. But with this hand, wouldn't it be yes. better to raise than to call? Ah, that is a fair point. With this hand, it seems to imply that that would be better. Well, let's let's decide if even we could ever call here reasonably. So it's ninety three hundred, right? And there's like 38,000 and change, 38.7 in there. So, I mean, sorry, 28.7 in there. And it's cost us 93 to call. So we're getting like three to one, which is terrible. Yeah, with with a gut shot and a backdoor flush draw. So we have to be deciding things like, all right, if a spade comes in and he checks, we are repping the hell out of that spade draw. Yeah. That's the only way we could even decide to continue. Which could just lose us a ton of money because Andy could have a spade draw. Of course he could. And he could check it anyway because you're so freaking deep and he doesn't want to lose you. But still, that could be part of the plan. Now, we don't have any spades, so we can't even block a spade draw, but okay. We do have a sh- three outs to the nuts. I would definitely fold this hand. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, I think I would three-bet it if I wasn't going to fold it. Right. Too. That's the other. I think the only reason not to three-bet and call instead is because we're in position. We feel like we can rep spades. Uh, when we hit the nuts, it's hard to see. It's really hard to put us on jack-10. If we call. Yes. So that's good. We still are the guy who has the nut advantage in that we have king, king, and Andy almost never does. Like really, really almost That's never an argument does. for three betting. That's right. But that's an argument also to call now and raise later. Sure. If, like, so like we, we could maintain our nuts advantage. Part of it, I think we have to ask ourselves is just how would we play top set here as Garrett? You yeah. Know? And Garrett knows that better than we do how he would play against Andy in this spot. Um, if he's going to call a lot with top set, he can call a little bit more with more marginal hands like this, I think. But mostly... I'm just justifying a call. It doesn't because make you, a, because you know Garrett because I know he calls, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me either. Yeah, this seems like a mistake. Yeah, I think it probably is. Hey, speaking of a mistake, we forgot to mention that this was suggested by Mark Testart. Oh my gosh, he's one of the Hall of Famers for sure, and potentially a Mount Rushmore stone face. Potentially, you are just what happened to you? You used to be so giving, and now you just take you take from these. 
poor listeners who give so much to I us. Think, I think what it is is that I understand that Mount Rushmore only gets four spots. And yeah. Hall of Fame, I'm just willy-nilly. That's like... Yeah. It's like uh, just completely unadulterated fucking spew of just like giving people Hall of Fame induction. I'm just glad you have standards somewhere, (laughs) you know, in your life. Yeah, thanks. So that's great. Anyway, Garrett calls. I think it's probably bad. Um, It sounds it seems bad. It seems like repping spades seems like just a bad idea. Andy could easily have spades. I mean, when Andy check raises, he has a lot of spade draws, right? Yeah. He has, like. he has sets of five, sets of nines, I guess king nine suited, and spade draws. Yeah. Yeah. Again, all I can think of is Garrett, is if Garrett's flatting with his really, really, really big hand, sometimes he's going to, he feels like, because he's in position, he can call here too and be balanced. But I just think he's got just other hands. Like, how about having a spade in his hand? How about having, like, queen jack with the queen of spades in your hand? So now at least you can go, you got the backdoor action yeah. happening. Like, we just have, I guess we have backdoor hearts. We do, yeah. So there's that. So maybe that's the same it, thing. It is, is the same. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, actually, it's, it's actually, you're more likely to get paid on your backdoor yeah. hearts, too. So actually, maybe it's better. You made a terrible point. Yep, that was a bad point. Anyway, he calls. Okay. Pot's 37,900. Sure. Turn is the seven of diamonds. Now Garrett has a double gutter because it is king nine five with a seven on the turn. Seven of hearts would have been juicy. Oh, for man. Garrett. You get the flush draw too, but instead he has a double gutter. So now an eight or queen makes Garrett a straight. Yep. Still, this is not a great spot that Garrett is in. <laughs> it is not. It is not at all. What do you think Andy's putting Garrett on? Probably not Jack 10, but what do you think he's putting him on when he calls the check raise? Um, ace, 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 king. Yeah, those are the first two ob- most obvious things. Um, Maybe king queen once in a while, since we know Garrett can yeah. actually show up with Maybe that. Maybe even king jack king ten. Yeah, some spade draws. He'll have some sure. spade draws. Ace queen of spades. He'll have a little bit of six seven probably. You'd think because that's an open under on the flop. Okay, sure. But also, of course, has to three bet it, which we know Garrett is capable of. It's not an open six seven. Is not an open under on the flop though. It's oh, you're nine, right. King nine five. It's just you're a right. Gutter. It's a gut shot. It's a Never dead, mind. It's a it's a bad. So you wouldn't gutter. put you wouldn't put him on that. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't put them on straight draws. You just put them on spades mostly. If you're in. Yeah, it feels like spades is the only uh, the only thing that makes sense. And it feels like we should keep betting as Andy to both charge the spade draws and get more money out of ace king and ace yeah, ace the, and the, the real value. Any other kings that Garrett may show up with. It's nice as Andy too with king nine since we block kings and we block nines. We're like, I guess he can have fives a little, but mostly he's not going to have right, fives and he's here. He's just got one combo left of kings and one combo. So like whatever, yeah. like. I think as Andy, we we feel really comfortable. Like, let's just get a lot of money in. Like, go ahead and raise me, man. Like, yeah. it's like you got it, you got it. Like, there's just no way I can find it. Like, I may, maybe I got super unlucky, but we all have a lot of money. I can live. Let's go. How should we size it as Andy? Thirty-seven okay. nine in the pot. Okay. Well, once Garrett's called, it's one of only a few things, right? As we're saying, he's got generally like aces or ace king, or he's got a spade draw. Turns out he's neither. Turns out he's the other big draws, but the one that we can't see. But so. Also, when we are check raising, we either have strong value like we have, or we ourselves have a draw. Yeah. So I think we should bet big. Mm-hmm. Um, one, so that we don't let the draws in super cheap. I think I want to maybe even fold out the draws if we can. That's fine. Yeah. Um, also, because aces and ace king and hands like that are going to feel obligated to call when the when the board bricks the way it did on this yeah. turn. Yeah. Because none of the even, draws even come king, in. Even king queen, king jack, king ten might consider calling a I big think, bet. I think they are calling a big bet. Yeah. So I, I like kind of like a pot size bet. Like let's just bet like forty k. That's really big. Yeah. I was thinking less than that, but I was thinking at least three quarters of the bat, of the pot, like at least 30. Uh, 
Something like that. I mean, like, I think if Andy bets 40K, Garrett's going to feel like if he's going to continue with his draws, he's kind of got a shove, mm-hmm. which is like, we just snap call. It's yeah, of course fine. We, we figure out if we are drawing near dead. Yeah. It's fine. And that sometimes that happens, but it's too good of a hand to fold. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, his draws are going to have to fold, and he's going to feel like the story's weird if he has aces or a king and probably give us more value. So that's why I kind of like a 40K. The one thing is, Andy has how much money back at this point? Let's see. So 137, and they put in three, and then we put in a 17. So he's got, oh, he still has 120,000. Yeah. So if he bets 40, he'll still have 80 back. So in theory, there's still, in Garrett's mind, perceived full equity. Yeah. I just, I'm a little concerned that if we go that, I guess we're Andy, though. I was going to say, if we go that big, maybe Garrett will be like, ah, I don't have full equity, but we're Andy, so he's got to believe. He's got to believe. And I don't hate him folding his draws anyway. It's not a terrible result. It's not, it's not that bad. I think he's probably folding for 30 or 35 as much as he's folding for 40, his draws. Maybe. Perhaps. But, but maybe you're right. It can't be that bad to get more value out of them, you know, if they're, if they don't want to fold or to get them to fold. Those are both fine. And aces are probably calling either way. Yeah. I mean, all this to say, you can choose different sizings. I just kind of like a big size, but like for sure, Andy should be betting here, right? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. He should be betting. This is a, this is one of like, oftentimes we're like, well, standard this, you know, this is like super straightforward. You have to bet after this, after the way this, this hand is going, going down. We're so, it'd be such a disaster for it to go check, check, and then a bad card to come and either you're beat or you can't get any more action. Like let's get value right now and, or fold out the draws or charge the draws a big price. That's all fine. Let's do that. Yep. So Andy does bet. He bets 24.6K. Smaller than I would have, yeah. but it's fine. It's not It's bad. fine. So Garrett now is in a bit of a spot because he does have a double gutter, but it's not that good of a hand. Like a spade, the spades might be dead in the double gutter. Yeah. And we're mostly behind the spades already. Like there's not current showdown value and we're not really going to no. realize our value even if we have the best hands. Correct. With Jack High. Yeah. So is it worth a call for this double gutter? We have to believe that some of the time spades come in and we're, we're like good still. You know, we, obviously that's going to be true some of the time. Of course. We're also going to ask Garrett, if we call here, I have to decide if spades come in and Andy checks, we're just going to have to rep them. I don't think we can call this and not do that. But I think if we're willing to do those two things, that that's going to be successful enough that we can flat here because Andy was we're still deep enough, right? And if we hit the non-spade eight or the non-spade queen, it's going to be a super disguised hand. And if Andy yes. has a made hand, we might get paid. I think we get it all like a lot of the time. I mean, Andy's got ninety five k left or something like that, ninety six, I think. Um, so it's twenty four to win the ninety six that Andy has behind, plus the fifty. 60,000, 62,000, whatever it is that's in the middle. That's, that's like 150, 155K we could win for 24 to put out there. Um, and just winning the stuff in the middle, we can sometimes win on a bluff. That's cool, too. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's fine. Okay, so Garrett does call. That one seems less whack yeah. than the flop call. Right? Yeah. I think, it, I think it's... You agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think Garrett's supposed to call this. But again, he's got to be willing to pull the trigger on space. We know he is. Yep. Just because it's Garrett. So the pot's now 871 blinds. $87,100 because that's super normal. Right. Play cash games where that happens. All the time. All the time. It's like a Miata, but a Miata from like 2085. Whoa. Inflation's gone crazy. It has. And you know what is part of inflation? Yes. Is currency like Bitcoin. Yeah. And uh, uh, a website that uses that is Nitrogen Sports. Yeah. It's a poker room. 
also where the poker guys are the sponsors. We well, no, they oh, are the sponsor oh, of us. I am poker guys. Yes, no, they, they, they are. Nitrogen. We are not the sponsors. Okay, they sponsor us. They I sponsor get it. the show. Oh, okay. They are part of the reason why the show have exists. I been, why have I been paying them every month? That is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> That's something for you to take up with your accountant and maybe the Lord. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, but Nitrogen Sports Poker, as they are our sponsor, they would love us to talk a little bit more about what they That's do. What they and I for. think we should tell the people about it. Yeah. I think we should be willing to do that. I take think, that step. I think we can do that. Okay. I'm waiting but who's going to do it? Gonna, I, don't, I think you're going to do it. You think I'm going to do it? I think you are. I'm going to start, but I'm going to guess that I'm not going to make it all the way through and you're going to have to clean up the mess. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Sounds great. Nitrogen Sports Poker is a place where people come together. They come together to play poker. They play, well, they sports bet. They do casino games. And they just have an all-around good time with friends and family. Because that's what life is about, you know? Sharing, caring, and bearing your soul. The three, the three earrings. <laughs> All right. I'll come in and clean up the mess. Yes, I called There it. is a link in the description of this podcast. That link will give you access to Nitrogen Sports <laughs> Poker's website. When yeah. you use that link and then sign up from that link, you gain access to the Poker Guys entrance to the website, which is like the special secret light blue entrance, the Poker Guys colors from years of yore. And uh, you enter and there's a, a shiny light and you notice... You've made the right decision because there's a light there, and that's usually a good sign in movies. And uh, now you get to play the, the monthly tournament. Yeah. Which that's is a, good. That's a hell of a thing. They guarantee 1,000 buy-ins. There's like 120 players. That means there's like so many hundreds of buy-ins just sitting there waiting to be scooped up and put in your pocket. Or in your cereal. In your cereal. You'd be like, he stole me lucky charms, but I don't care because I've got all this extra Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for this tournament. Speaking of your extra Bitcoin that you win on Nitrogen, once you win it, you get it out real quick. Nitrogen gets it to you in 90 minutes. That is an industry leader. Don't fuck around. Go with Nitrogen. 90 minutes. <laughs> all right. Here See, we, we didn't screw that up at all. Let me, let me set up the, the drama of the river. Okay. Andy, sitting there with top two pair. Garrett has called with a double gutter. The river, where often dreams are forged, dreams are destroyed, dreams are dreamt, is the jack of spades. Yeesh. Andy does not like that card. No, this is a terrible card. Now, if for some reason Andy believed that Garrett could show up with gut shots, he would believe that Garrett could have queen 10, but that's very unlikely considering that didn't pick up any equity on the turn. But mostly what no. sucks is that King Jack got there and Spades got there. He never has Queen 10. Yeah. Garrett. Yeah. He does have King Jack sometimes and he does have Spades. Yes. King Jack and Spades both make sense. So that's, you know, that's not great. He also can have Jack Jack, actually. You think he's going to bet call the flop and call the turn? That it's, seems less likely. I mean, Andy's the guy who shows up with so many like draws. I think that's a pretty strong candidate to fold, though. He also might check the flop yeah. with Jack Jack. Yeah, I think Jack-Jack is less likely than the other hands we've discussed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. King-Jack, though, looms large. Spades, obviously, looms very large. All right, so how should Andy proceed? There's 87,000 in the pot. He's got 96K back. He's got a pot size bet. I think Andy really can only check. I because don't really, it's just such a bad card? It's a crazy bad card. What are we supposed to be getting value from now? 
Yeah, like, I mean, I think aces and ace king are strongly going to consider folding yeah. now. So there's not a lot of value in betting. Maybe if we bet like 20K, but that might be too transparent. Garrett might raise and we'd kind of have to fold. Yeah, like Garrett's like, oh, you got like a set of fives? Yeah. Suck on this, sucker. Yeah, um, so I agree. I, th- I think we have to check and just hope it goes check, check, because we usually win if it goes check, check. Yeah. But if he bets... It's hard to come up with that many hands that aren't crushing us if he bets. Yeah, it really is. I guess we're going to have to do that, that analysis right now because Andy checks and Garrett moves him in. Yeah, so Garrett did the thing we were talking about, which is, hey, a spade came. Well, I got to rep that too. Even though I hit my jack, that's not going to be good enough. A jack is pretty much never good when Andy checks the river here. No. Like, the only thing Andy was losing with potentially against Garrett's jack 10 before the river was spades, and those now, of course... Are winning. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably would have bet. So Mm -hmm. Garrett doesn't think any has too many spades. I guess the first question is, was this a good idea for Garrett to to make this move? And I think we answered it on the turn and said, he probably has to, if he's going to play the hand this way. Yeah. You you have to factor in the full equity you're going to get when a spade comes and, and, you know, you bet big to make it the the call on the turn really justified. You need a little bit of that too. Yeah. He really bets big. He goes for all of it. 96K effective over 87. I mean, this world we're living in, this poker world, it's insane. I mean, it's an absurd amount of money, of course. Yep. And, okay, so Andy's in a crappy spot. Yeah. How can he possibly be ahead? Is there a way to find a, a road, to, a path to being ahead analytically? Because we can see in practice he is. But the, can we really put Garrett on jack freaking 10? The, the only way I can imagine, if I'm Andy, that I'm ahead is for Garrett to take a hand like ace-king with the ace of spades. When Andy checks the river to think to himself, like, I might be losing a little too much here to just check it back. But so I don't he's, know turn, he, he's turning like a very good hand with showdown value into a bluff. A hand that, yeah, wins a fair amount. But when Andy checks the spades, it's like, oh, Andy has a made hand. A made hand that took this line is beating ace-king. I better bluff it. Well, pretty much everything that took this line is beating ace-king, right? When the spade comes? When the spade comes, yeah. Like, what, el- what else could Andy have besides spades or a made hand better than ace-king? Yeah, it's hard to come up with much because there are no straight draws. There's gut shots on the... F- I guess Andy himself could have a gut shot that he's giving up on on the river, but you wouldn't expect him to give up that often. Right. You figure he just, he just put it in and worry right. about it later. Like if, if Andy's the guy who's trying to rep, gut, rep uh, a bunch of stuff and he has gut shots, he's going to rep spades, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Just yeah. like we were saying, Garrett would rep spades if right. he misses straight draw. Usually that's how you do it. And Andy's got all... Of, Andy's the aggressor here. That's supposed to be a... Ba- Garrett's the guy who's not supposed to have spades as much as Andy is for sure. Yeah. Right? When he just... It's just the way it is. Like, Garrett's got like ace-king of spades, ace-queen of spades. He probably has some other ace-x of spades too. And maybe just a bunch of other spades now that I think about it because he's Garrett and he yeah. bets the world. But still, it feels like Andy who went call-call pre-flop just has more spades. But not anymore. Not when Andy checks. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's really tough to think of a hand that you can beat as Andy. It'd have to be, like you said, Ace-King, that Garrett decides is not good enough. Or Garrett being Garrett and having a hand like Jack-10, which is just so hard to, in the moment, like fathom that he would have Jack-10, right? I would never consider it. Yeah. Like, just because it's like, oh, he had to call the flop. Right. And by the way, he still had to call the turn when there were two spades out there if he doesn't have Jack-10 as spades. Right. And by the way, Jack-10, if we know enough about Garrett to know that he's only going to three-bet Jack-10 suited, well, now we're down to three combos of it because yeah. there's a Jack on the board, right? It's not, it's not Jack-10 of spades now, so it's like there's three Jack-10s left. And he has to turn a Jack into a bluff, which is a pair. Now, he probably would. Right. Turns out he does. He does, Because yeah. that's never going to be good, just like we don't think Ace-King is probably going to be good either. But I could... Yeah. It's... Re- again, all we can beat is like Ace-King and Aces that turn the Ace of spades into a bluff and... 
it's not clear that Garrett's really going to do that. He may think like, this is a little too good for me to actually turn into a bluff, right. even though I'm usually losing. It's, you'd expect as Andy that you would be up against the ace of spades in some capacity here, but Garrett doesn't have any blockers and he decided to do it anyway, just yeah. because I guess Andy looks capped based on his line. Yeah. Now I would hope that Andy has spades in his line sometimes when he checks here. Right? Yeah. Um, but the truth is, Mostly what happens is because if you've got the spades, you figure your opponent doesn't. So then they've got the made hand. And when the spade comes, they're just going to check it back. So then you generally shove your spades here, right? Yeah. So maybe this is, maybe this is actually problematic if, like, if Andy isn't balanced here, you know, where Garrett's just going to like, always be able to do this to him in these kinds of spots. Like, we can really see where the lack of balance could be hurting Andy, if that's, if that's the case, by the way. Yeah. It may, it may not be. Maybe he can check here and actually have it, too. Or but, you could start check calling here. Right. That is another way to, to deal with this for sure. But how can you check call here with this hand in this you spot? Can't. You can't. You can't, and he doesn't. He folds. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think Gary, uh, Garrett played this a little bit spewy. But Me too. He got kind of lucky with the run out that it could work out he like this. He put in so much money and just really didn't have to in most of these cases. Like, I mean, he did really probably shouldn't have three-bet pre. I know maybe that's his game, but still it feels spewy. Yep. Calling the check raise feels spewy. Calling the turn, I guess, is the least spewy thing he did. That's the one that makes the most sense, at least, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, I get why he plays the river the way he does, for sure. But he does put in $100,000 with a pair of jacks. Like, he really didn't have to do I mean, that's, that's spewy. It's reasonable. Yeah. But it's still spewy. It's a, it's a reasonable play. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, that's the play I probably like the best. But. And I get why Andy folds. It's just tough. Yeah. It's just tough. It sucks. Man, playing that game so deep. I mean, Andy's the type of guy who's mostly putting pressure on people, but Garrett's the end boss of putting pressure on people in super deep Seems spots. Seems like it. Yeah, and yeah. Andy just was victim this time. I mean, it sucks you can flop so well and actually get still get bluffed. Yep. <laughs> it feels not fair. It sucks. Yeah, I know it does. You're not gonna show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.